Welcome to the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute, episode number 75, and we have another interview this week, and this one is with Felicia Bracolo, and Felicia is actually a performance coach, and if you are making functional foods, if you are touting your food as clean eating with a great story... Felicia's your target market. I want you to tune in and listen to what she has to say, not only about performance in general, but about entrepreneurship and about all of the ways that your target market is thinking. This is an amazing podcast. I'll see you on the inside. Welcome to the Smallholder Food Development Institute podcast, where we serve up truth so that you can build the profitable, sustainable food business you've always dreamed of. Now here's your host, Dr. Michelle Fannin-Steele. Welcome, everybody. I'm so happy that you've joined us for the podcast this week, and I'm super excited because I have a fellow coach and colleague through the Life Coach School, Felicia Bracolo, and I'm going to let her introduce herself in just a moment, but she is super amazing, and we're going to be talking about all sorts of things around food and performance and entrepreneurship, and so this is going to be a super awesome podcast. So Felicia, welcome so much to the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute podcast, and why don't you tell us about yourself? I am so honored to be here. Super excited to talk to you about this. Is this what you talk about aligns perfectly with what I talk about? So I'm excited to see where this goes. I am an entrepreneur as well. I am a certified life and weight loss weight weight loss coach, and I coach active people who want to stop overeating and get their dream body. So my ideal clients and myself, we love eating the healthy food. We love all the little snacks. We love, you know, finding something fun that we could eat that feels really healthy and is still a fun treat. So that's about me. That's about my clients. And these are the people that I know super well. So I'm super excited to talk about it. Right. And so I I had Felicia on the show because, you know, I talk with people a lot about product development and what problem are you solving out there in the universe? And Felicia and the, and the people that she serves, they are your target audience as well. Okay. And so, so get your notebooks out, my friends, because this interview is going to be chock full of really interesting things. And I want you to think about what problems can you solve out there in the universe? Because as I am fond of saying, your food, nobody buys your food. They buy a solution to a problem. Okay. And that food has to be wrapped in the regulations and the government expectations, but it also has to be meet market expectations. And guess what, Felicia, she's your market. <laughs> so, so Felicia, what do you wish you had known uh, when you started out, like on this journey around your body, around your entrepreneurship and your coaching? So me as being an active person who was overeating, I wish that I knew that the more that I tried and the more that I pushed and the more that I thought I should be in a different place, the further I was from getting there. So, I mean, I think this relates to weight loss and in my business that I was almost beating myself up about, 
oh, well, I should be somewhere else. I should be trying harder. I should be doing something different. And the more I did that, the more I stayed in the exact same place where I was and I wasn't moving forward. And it was hard. Like I was just trying to hate on myself more and more for not being where I wanted to be and doing the most extreme things that I could think of, but I wasn't taking productive action. I was just, it felt like I was trying so hard to get there. And that action from like a place of feeling bad didn't get me that result. And I didn't understand why I was like, I'm trying so hard. Why is nothing happening? But it's just because that my thoughts weren't in the right place. I was confused. I was, you know, I was using so much willpower and doing things I didn't want to do to create my result. And it just never got me there. So I think I wish I would have known that the only thing that was stopping me was the way that I was thinking and that there wasn't anything wrong with me. I think that was a big thing too. I was like, there is something, there is something has gone wrong here and I am broken. My business is broken. My body is broken. And I just learned that, oh, like my human brain is doing what it's supposed to be doing. It's supposed to be making me procrastinate. It's supposed to be making me love food, all of these things. And I don't have to believe it if I don't want to. I don't have to believe those sentences in my mind that are keeping me stuck and that are preventing me from getting the result that I want. I love that so much because one of the things that I say very often to my clients is you aren't broken and you don't need fixing. And I think you elucidated so well that, that it's the perception that we have of our brokenness. That's all that it is. And it's a lie. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I thought that, you know, the more I thought that, the more I would change, the more I beat myself up, the more I would change. The more I used all the willpower and like squeezed everything out of me, the more I would change. And it wasn't true. And I was like, oh, wait, you could feel good and get the results? Let's do it. (laughs) Let's do that. That sounds like more fun. (laughs) I agree. Always all about the fun. Right? So what led you to coaching and performance coaching in particular? Well, like I said, I was my client. I was that person that was very active, going to the gym, sometimes three hours a day, cared about my health. And it was almost my love of health is kind of what got me into my obsession with food. So my loving all of these foods that you guys provide, like all of the fun, healthy foods and like so exciting and so fun and like protein bars and all the new diets. Um, The more I got into that and the more I wanted to be healthy, the more I, I was focused on my body and my health and, and all of that. And that's what was hard for me was caring about my health so much. And it was just always on my mind. It was just all that I was thinking about. It was all like, I was like obsessing over it. And once I was able to figure out that there wasn't anything wrong with me for loving food and my because I thought there was something wrong with me for loving food, that's what was making me overeat even more, that that's what helped me get out of it. And, and I I thought I would be like that forever. Like, I really just thought that I was going to never have self-control around food, never be able to stop eating the free cookies, any of that. Once I feel like I figured it out and I was like, oh, this is, it's totally changeable. 
when I change my thoughts, when I learn that I don't have to believe everything that's just popping into my head. Once I learned that, I was like, this absolutely changed my life. Like, I would love to share this one with other people because all of the women around me were doing the exact same thing. Like I was living with, I was living in New Zealand at the time, but my host mom would come home from work and she would be like, oh my gosh, I just ate all the cookies. What's wrong with me? We should fast. Let's have a fasting competition. Who can fast the longest? And then would go to work and be like, and she'd like text me and be like, I have no self-control around these cookies. And I was like, oh my God, this isn't going to go away once I get older. So <laughs> that was kind of my journey was seeing that like, this is where I'm at. This is where so many people around me are at. I need to figure this out. Wow. That's really incredible. So are there in that journey, are there unique skills that you've developed that have helped you be successful both in the personal journey and in the, the professional journey? Yeah. So I think something that really changed all aspects of my life was learning to plan ahead of time. And that's what I teach my clients with overeating is creating a plan ahead of time, learning to trust ourselves, learning to follow through on our word to ourselves, And just that practice of saying you're gonna do something, planning ahead of time using your prefrontal cortex and then doing it. And once I did that with food and I felt like I fully had control, then I started doing it with my business and planning, you know, to get up really early in the morning and work on my business and to plan the results that I wanted to create in my business because I could very easily sit on Instagram for those two hours and have it feel productive, right? Like that, I'm like, oh, I'm doing something because I'm on Instagram. And using that tool of planning and thinking ahead, using that best part of my brain to plan that that's what changed everything for me learning to have my own back always and to just trust myself follow through every single time and that can be applied to absolutely everything i love that using the best part of my brain to plan that's i mean that's super interesting because then i think that that feeds into no pun intended <laughs> like the difference between dieting and what you teach. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? Um, yeah. So dieting is what I had always done and is what the people who come to me have always done. And that's, they love a 30 day challenge. They love a keto. They love a paleo. They love a no carb gym challenge. That is what that's why they're so stuck. That's why they feel stuck is because they're doing all of these diets and they're doing all of these challenges, but they're doing them because they think that they're going to get a result at the end of it. And then they're going to be happy. And then they're very confused when one, they can't follow it Two, they lose the weight and they're still not happy. Um, and that's, that's where everybody starts off is in that diet mentality. What I teach is how we can create these habits long-term, how we can start living our dream day today, having our dream meal plan today, eating the foods that you love and how you want to eat them for the rest of your life versus forcing yourself to do some diet that you think is going to make you happy, right? Like they think that getting abs 
that's like what my brand is called abs are made in the mind because they, they want abs, right? And they think that they need to do these diets to get there because they think that abs are what are going to make them happy. And I'm like, hey, if you want abs, we can help you get abs, but let's change your life so that you love your every day, so you love the food that you're eating because you're never gonna be happy with abs if you are happy without them. So yeah, to answer the question, <laughs> I really teach um, how to build those habits and how to create, how to feel better right now without your abs and, and how to create your dream body without having to look like a model, right? Like we get to decide what our dream body is and it, it doesn't create happiness. You know, you create your dream body. It doesn't create you and who you are. So it sounds like, and this is, you know, I mean, we're, we're coaches from the same school, like, like this idea that being happy where you are choosing right now to feel better and not depending on a perfect body or a perfect product or a perfect Instagram post to make you feel better is a super important part of the journey and of your relationship with food, right? Right. Absolutely. Because that's the end goal. That's the only reason why they want the abs. That's the reason why they want the food, right? Like everything is just all of these circumstances that they think are going to make them feel better. So then what would you say, especially because, you know, the people listening to this podcast basically all make and serve food for a living and we all have to eat food. Like, what would you say to a food company who is targeting you as well? Like, how can they be part of that sort of conversation? Mm -hmm. So the first thing that even came to mind in the beginning when you were like, what purpose does your food serve? Um, I, as I, I feel like I'm a very active, healthy person. I care about all of that, about where my food comes from. Um, about how it is in my body. And I want to be able to enjoy my food. I want to know that I think that's the purpose of it for me is it can kind of be fun. I can enjoy it. I love stuff like, um, do you know Smart Sweets? Mm -hmm. That company? Stuff like that that I like can feel really good about putting in my body, but it's also kind of fun. Um, and even like, I love like protein, like protein bars and stuff like that, that I know that I'm nourishing my body, but it's also kind of fun. Um, I don't even know if that fully answered your question, but that's kind of where my mind went of when I'm looking for food, like I love a company that I can support and know that it's supporting my body as well. And that it's something that it's like my dream food, right? Like I don't want to eat chicken and broccoli for the rest of my life. I want to eat food that I enjoy and, and, and it's kind of fun. And when you do eat chicken, you want that chicken to taste like something. <laughs> right. right. Totally. Yeah. I, know. I think that's super important because, you know, when, when we, t when we talk about this and, you know, the folks who are listening to this podcast, they make all different sorts of food. I have people who make super premium ice cream and I have people who make mm -hmm. amazing cheese. And um, I have a lot of people who are in the protein space, like in the animal-based protein space, cheese being one of them, fish, meats, chicken, that sort of thing. 
And they're all, because they're all not commodity products, they're all trying to differentiate themselves. And I'm often telling them that what one of the things that sells, that builds that trust and credibility in the marketplace with somebody like you is their story and is their story of how they are managing the land, managing, helping you like manage, like even down to like portion sizes and things like that and, and, and putting sugar in things versus not putting sugar in things and, and being a healthy, like a healthy, like whole food, which a lot of my, my clients really emphasize that there should be food in your food. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that that's, that's super, that's super interesting that what you are looking for is food that creates enjoyment and fun and even like a sense of connection with that company. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, those are the people that you go back to that you feel like, you know, um, even a company that maybe like goes above and beyond, right. That like, I feel like they're over delivering that trying to think of a specific like food example. Um, but you know, when you kind of like get a little surprise from somebody, when, when somebody reaches out, when, when you just know there's something, there's some kind of connection there and you're like, I want to go back to you. I want to support you. There's, there's a reason that it's okay to pay a little bit more for somebody that you like, right? Like I want to give my money. I want to love giving my money to whoever I'm giving it to. And I think that's something that small businesses can do really well is make me love them versus I'm not going to love giving my money to Walmart, right? Like I'd rather go to the other company that it is more personal and more relatable and that I feel like I want to love giving you my money. And I think I'm so glad you brought that up because that, that brings up one of the things that I think my clients struggle with is they are about what price to charge, you know, because they, you know, people who get into food manufacturing, get into it because they want to nourish their community. Right. Mm -hmm. But then we have all these hangups about pricing. But what you said is, is you want to love giving your money over to these companies. Uh, And I think that's so important because I don't know if you know this, but when you support a local business, 46 cents of that dollar stays in your community versus if you go to like a big box store or one of your large commercial grocery store chains, seven cents of that dollar stays in your community. And both are important for economic development and for choice in the marketplace and all of that good sort of stuff. But I think it's so interesting that you said that you want to love giving them your money and it's not a burden to give them your money. Um, Right. And I I think that's why everybody loves farmer's markets too. Like, I don't think I've ever been to, or the farmer's markets that I go to, at least, it's not like I'm going there to save money. It's going there to, you like feel good about going and it's exciting and it's fun. And there was one by my house I always used to go to and it's, um, it was a yogurt place. It was like $7 for a single serving of yogurt, or maybe it was two servings, but or three, I don't know. It was one serving for me every single time, but it was $7 for one serving of yogurt and it was so good. And it was the highlight of my week and like absolutely loved it. And you know, 
I, you could go to the store and probably get yogurt for 50 cents. I don't know. If it, like, it, it, it's a big difference for one thing of yogurt. And I was like, yes. Every single time, like, I love, it was, like, special to me. I love that. I love that so much. And I love, you know, I, I just love that honesty around that it was special. And that's like, like feeling special when I talk about results is that's a, it's like both a health result and a relationship result because you're feeling super special because you're treating yourself and you're maybe even celebrating something. Um, and, and using, and like, and just being a part of that community. And I think that's, that's a lot of the reason why people get into food manufacturing and food production is so that they can see that, that moment where it really means something to their consumer. So I think that's really, I think that's really beautiful. So when, as you, so now I want to switch a little bit into kind of the entrepreneurship journey that you've been on. And I have a lot of people who are in startup mode with, uh, with me. What advice would you give to somebody who wants to be an entrepreneur or who is on a, like an entrepreneurship journey? So I think for me, a couple things have been the most important. Like I said before, planning. I think planning is one of the most valuable things that you can do. Um, I do want to say that when you're planning, plan for the result that you want to get um, instead of just putting on the calendar business time instead of just vaguely saying hey i'm going to work on my business because again that's when you end up on instagram you're like i'm engaging on instagram this is helpful or you know you're writing an email that's taking you an hour to write when it doesn't doesn't need to and that's my next point is being willing to put out work that you aren't absolutely in love with. I sent out an email this morning and my link to enroll for coaching with me didn't work. Like it happens. And, <laughs> and I learned from these things, but it was because I didn't spend an hour che checking and double checking the email. Like now I know next time, okay, we're going to check all of our links before, but I know so many people that will spend five hours working on a podcast or they'll spend an hour on each email in the beginning just being willing to get it done is such a big step because we're scared of all the feelings that we're going to have when the link doesn't work or when there's a typo when somebody replies and they're like hey i don't agree this is dumb right like just being willing to take action to do it even if it's not perfect um I think that's extremely valuable as well. Um, so yeah, I would say like planning, scheduling your results. Um, oh, and then one more point is making sure you're always figuring out what your priorities are. So when you're planning your time, um, it's easy to do the easy things. Like I said, Instagram, it's easy to redesign your website, but those big scary things like actually getting out there and doing it and offering and you know taking those big steps being willing to fail always just keep in mind like what is the next big thing i could do what's the next thing that i don't want to do because i'm scared of what's going to happen and just always i try to always like once a week like make that list of like okay but what really could the priority be what's really going to make the biggest change this week 
because that's usually going to be at the bottom of the list of things you actually want to do. So just keep that in mind that, okay, let's bring this back up because I know that I'm just going to default back to doing Instagram stuff. Right, because Instagram, it is fun, it is easy, it allows us to engage in our favorite competitive sport of, why am I not as good as my competition? Oh yeah, of course. Right, uh, that's Nothing so much, than that. right, uh, that's so much, like there's so, even in, even in your business, there's so much writing associated with your business, and I really feel like, uh, <laughs> people underestimate the amount of writing that goes into business. And the ability to just get something down on a piece of paper, you know, a lot of people don't go into food production because they're naturally really good at school and paperwork and, and that sort of thing. But I think that this idea that writing is just a part of it and it's totally okay to do a B minus effort and just get it out there and and, and, and under, have your own back that you can just deal with the consequences if it doesn't happen to go the way you want it to. Totally. And it's so interesting because you're going to write it and you're going to be like, oh God, like, look at me, I'm a loser, I suck. And then somebody's going to be like, hey, you're such a good writer. <laughs> and you're like, what the heck? You, like, are we reading the same thing? <laughs> right, right. And like, you are the only one that thinks your stuff sucks. Like, that's the biggest thing to know too is like, you're the only one that thinks you're a failure. You're the only one that thinks that your writing sucks. You're the only one thinking all oh, this stuff. And like, if nobody else thinks it, why do you have to, right? Like, what's the upside? Maybe we could not. It might be fun <laughs> if you didn't. Why maybe we could not think, maybe we could go through life, Felicia, thinking that we're actually okay and we don't suck. <laughs> Right. Hard. Like, that's not what our brain tells us. You that know, these are, these are things, these are things I had to learn and nobody just told me. Nobody told me I didn't actually suck. I had to learn these things. <laughs> well, I'm here to tell you, you totally don't suck. I think you're totally amazing, which is why I have you on the podcast. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so for folks who are on their entrepreneurship journey, um, maybe around, and, and they're struggling with things maybe around writing or their mindset or whatever, are there any resources that have super helped you on your journey? Um, I mean, coaching, I mean, I'm a coach, so I'm just always going to say coaching is one of the most valuable things that I've ever invested in in my life. But also, um, it's super fun to hire somebody to help you as well, even in the very beginning, even when you have no idea what you're doing. That was kind of super fun for me. It made me feel when I was first starting off, it just kind of made me feel legit. And I was like, Oh, I have a team like I have an assistant, um, which is helpful in your brain to help you like, you are a business owner, you know, like you are doing things, even if your results right now don't show that you're making thousands of hundreds of thousands of dollars. You are a business owner and having that, that person just to be there and help with those little things. Um, I would definitely say like, know what you're doing. Don't just hire people to build your business for you. Um, but in those little things of like, Hey, I'm going to give you my email copy. You can help me find stock photos. You can help me put my blog post together. Little stuff like that kind of made it again. It made it more fun. It made me feel real. Um, and it was just like, okay, we're actually doing this. We're having a team. We're going to hire people. This is, we're in it for the long run. This isn't just a little 
side hustle. Like this is what's happening. That's super interesting. I, you know, and I think you're right. Like thinking about my entrepreneurship journey, I felt really legit when I did my first hire. <laughs> yeah. I think that's amazing. All right. So now what do you in, I mean, you've been around entrepreneurship circles for a bit now and you've seen, you've probably seen people come and go and what do you have any insight into the common reasons that you see for people failing um, either actually, I want to ask this either in their entrepreneurship journey or in their performance journey and their relationship with their body and their relationship, like with food and stuff like that. Why are people giving up? Uh. Yeah. And I think it's the exact same thing is because they think that it's not working for some reason they've decided that, you know, they're gaining weight and that means it's not working. So they should quit or try something else or just keep trying a million other things and starting over because it's not working. And I think the same thing with your business, people just aren't fully committed and they're not willing to wait five years to, to see the progress that they wanna see. I think that's the only way you can actually fail is by stopping what you're doing because it, it is working, right? Like that, it's another thing, like you're the only one that thinks it's not working and just building upon what you're doing and not stopping is what's going to get you there. And it's not working is your brain, is a sentence in your mind that might cause you to stop. But I think that if that's something that pops up, which it probably will, find all of the reasons that that's not true. Find all of the reasons that it is working and start tracking your progress because brains love to see progress. It wants to see that it's working. Find ways for your brain to show your brain that it is working. And once you believe that, you'll just keep seeing it. When we're thinking that it's not working, that's all our brain is going to find. It's just going to keep finding more reasons. So just being able to know that like, oh, okay, my brain thinks it's not working, but I don't have to believe it. These are all the reasons that my business is working. This is how I am moving forward. This is how I am making progress. That's, that's how you keep going. And that's how you are successful because you just, it's just a million piles of it not working, but that means it's working, right? Like the more things that don't work, the more it's working. Right. <laughs> I think knowing that. Yeah. Now, I love that so much. I'm the only one who thinks that it is not working. I mean, that so clearly captures that as an optional thought. It's not working as an optional thought. I mean, if I'm the only one who thinks that, clearly it's optional. <laughs> right. I and it's, it's so funny. It's so funny to be able to look at somebody else's business and be like, oh my God, they're amazing. But then you talk to them and they're like, this is terrible. Everything's terrible. I'm like, really? Nobody else, nobody else thinks it's terrible. It looks great to me. That's amazing. I love that so much. Optional thoughts, my friends. Oh, optional thoughts. All right. So Felicia, this has been amazing. Why don't you tell the audience um, where they can come and find you uh, in case they want to follow up? Yeah. So I have a podcast myself. It's called Abs Are Made in the Mind. My people love healthy food. If you need a sponsorship, 
let me know. Um, my Instagram is also abs are made in the mind and my website is abs are made in the mind.com. Um, my name is Felicia Brocolo, certified life and weight loss coach. And it was such an honor getting to interview with you. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast, Felicia. And I hope you have a beautiful and wonderful day. Thank you so much. Bye now. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. Be sure to join us in the Proofing Box, a private Facebook page for food producers filled with valuable information and technical tips. Grow your business by learning from people just like you, all under the guidance of a food safety expert.